0: One, two, three, four. And welcome to another episode of Spilt Milk. This time, Fran and I will be discussing all things one of our favorite shows, Westworld, which just wrapped up season three a few days ago. Um,. I guess this will be the first time we've talked about uh, Westworld on this show, so we will do our best right now to sort of recap where... uh, We want to review all of Season 3 today, so we want to kind of quick recap uh, Seasons 1 and 2, because those obviously aired before we uh, ever started doing this podcast. And um, once we recap that, which should be super simple... We will do, uh, our discussion on season three. Um, so Westworld, I'm going to try and explain it and Fran can help me out here, uh, is a television show on HBO and it is, well, okay, we'll just, it's hard to say what it's about. Um, I feel
1: like you could kind of gloss it by saying it's like <laughs> Jurassic Park, but with cowboy robots.
0: It sort of is because it was actually yeah. it's actually based on a film written by the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. I feel like Michael there's Brighton a lot more philosophy <laughs> in the Westworld show than there is in Jurassic Park, though, because
1: we're oh, ask yes. about
0: like dinosaur <clears throat> consciousness. Yes. All right, I'll I'll just give a kind of plot overview starting in, at season one, and that should. Hopefully take care of things. So season one takes place in Westworld, which in addition to being the name of the show, it is a futuristic theme park. So this takes place, it's around like the 2050s, right? I think so. Okay. Um, so s- several decades in the future. Uh, and so Westworld is a theme park... And the premise of the theme park is that there are humanoid robots who look very realistic, who are set up in this uh, old West, old American West style town. You know, you've got your cowboys and Indians and saloons and things like that. And people, uh, seems like mostly rich people, can pay to go visit this park and basically live out their wild west fantasies however however they want uh for the time they're there uh i it's basically set up so that people can't hurt each other but they can sit there and have drinks with the robots they can have sex with the robots and these robots are called hosts uh so if you have pierce talking about hosts those are those are the humanoid robots um you know they murder the robots uh so it, it's everything from like parents with their sweet little kids going out and playing with horsies to like People coming in and straight up playing murder games uh, in this in this neat park. Um, so it's not a rosy picture of human. It is not. Yeah, world is not super optimistic about the human race. It's pretty dark. I, yeah, yeah, and um,
1: then I guess the um, the sort of drama of the first season is some of them some of the hosts begin to gain consciousness.
0: So Dolores and Maeve throughout the first season kind of gain consciousness, or at least they're sort of slowly able to retain like dreams and memories gradually that, and other, other hosts aren't really able to do that. Um, you know, Dolores gains consciousness and realizes what's going on and that she's a host and knows all these horrible things have been done to her and her kind. And there's a robot uprising. And that's how season one ends. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I'm missing. There's a lot that happens. That's. Yeah.
1: No, I think that was a great, great summary. Uh, I think we were both, you know, and dive in if I'm mischaracterizing your feelings here, but both were drawn into this show because of the, big issues that this first season addresses, like, you know, what does it mean to be a human being and what, you know, what is consciousness and these hosts, you know, deserve the same moral treatment as human beings. Um,
0: Yeah. There's a lot of really high level, like philosophical questions about morality and what is consciousness and, and artificial intelligence and how it is, you know, Can artificial intelligence gain the same moral status of a human? If so, when? Um, You know, what is consciousness? What is free will? Uh, Things like that. And does it in a... I still think season one is probably the best season. Oh, Um, hands down. Okay. Glad we're agreed on that. (laughs) Um, I didn't think the (laughs) other two were bad, but like season one is by far the best. And I think it definitely... Because we separately got into it, Right. Yeah, yeah. I think we at yeah. one point, like, <clears throat> one of us said, "Hey, I watch this Westworld show," and the other one was like, "Oh my god!" So, yeah,
1: yeah, because I don't think we started watching it together until the second season, season
0: two. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Because I, I didn't watch it until like way after it aired, because mm-hmm. I didn't have HBO. Mm. But then I took my brother's HBO Go password <laughs> and watched it. Snitch. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's so- basically the premise. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And a lot of those themes are carried forward into season two, where they still season two still all takes place in the park and is basically um, just the struggle between the robot hosts and the human managers of the park for power within the park. Yeah. Uh, And I think still even in season two, we're, you know, definitely by the end of season one, we're seeing Maeve and Dolores and obviously bernard having made free choices but i think season two is still trying to navigate like uh, do all of the hosts rise to this level of like full consciousness or is it just like some of them are special so there's still those like questions of you know right where's the dividing
0: line there and i feel like season Um, two is i mean it's funny because the whole season actually covers a very short amount of time so it's pretty much just the kind of host uprising in the park. So I, I don't know that we have to cover as much descriptive ground as of season yeah. one. Um, and I, I don't guess,
1: think that we should because... No, I don't either. two was famously narratively Very confusing. So then at the end of season two, we basically have, um, I don't know, like half a dozen hosts left, you know, who didn't get sent to the Valley Beyond. And they're... Right headed out into the real world. So so then when season three starts off, this is, we're given to understand Dolores' great chance to get revenge on all of humanity. Right. Um, I do think overall uh, season three was better than season two, although not as good as season one.
0: I'd agree with that.
1: Although I have, Many questions about season
0: three. Yeah. Including,
1: I... <laughs> I feel like chiefly um, we're supposed to believe at the end, although we're not really given much of an explanation why, that like Dolores had this complete change of heart from wanting to kill all of humanity to like wanting to save it. But then, also, her like solution for saving it was like, "You're gonna induce lots of rioting." So I'm also, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not super clear.
0: I just, I don't know. So basically, she have my take, whether it makes sense or not. My take was that she's seen the worst of humanity because her role in the park for like 30 years was. Basically to be raped and murdered. And oh, by the way, she encountered Caleb in the park. That's how she met him. Because Park 5, there's five parks that Delos had. Not Westworld, but Park 5 was a park where the military, which Caleb was in at the time, trained in all these simulated terrorist attack scenarios. Like, basically, Delos let them train there so they could shoot at robots and not hosts. And... Caleb made the brave decision not to rape the robot women that he saved. So yeah. Dolores decided there was something good about him. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch for me. Also a very low bar. Like this, right? <laughs> he didn't rape, so he's going to be the leader of the human race.
1: That one time he uh... did not rape me. So savior yeah. of all um Whatever. yeah plus also i still just like i i have griped about this before but like the hosts are a crazy technology and the only thing that we could think to use of it for is theme parks and yeah i mean a military wants to use the technology but the only way that
0: they could think of to use it was a training park excuse yeah, me like why wouldn't you just have a host army Right? (laughs) Like, why do we still have humans fighting in the army? (laughs) Makes no sense. I mean, we're already like now in 2020 have basically replaced half our fighter pilots with drones. And you're telling me we could have had a whole robot army and they're just like, Nah, we'll just use it to train them.
1: Right. No. So that doesn't really make a whole lot of
0: sense. Like the Pentagon must have really been underbidding for that IT. (laughs) Or for that IP, not IT, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because otherwise, it's like, oh, no, we're going to use that to run, like, six flags, but not
1: (laughs) Right. Plus, I also, too, when I was thinking about it, like, when they first introduced this idea that, like, this algorithm runs the whole world, I was like, oh, super cool. Like, surely, like, other robot characters, like the hosts, Dolores and Maeve are these central characters, but, like, the... The algorithm is not. Like, Solomon and Rehoboam are not characters. Like, we don't really learn anything about them.
0: Which I just found, like, odd. Like, they run the whole world, but... They're giant disembodied computer. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of learn about Rehoboam in that it's sort of revealed that Sirach has gotten an implant Mm -hmm. that basically allows Rehoboam to communicate with him, and he says everything. He is, like willingly surrendered himself to be the mouthpiece for Rehoboam and basically right. just runs around the world running things and doing what Rehoboam tells him to do. So mm-hmm. I guess, in a way, Sirak is Rehoboam. I guess. That's true. Whatever. There's Still, so much shit going on.
1: I just thought there would be more, like, evil robot stuff and I was a little disappointed, I guess. I
0: guess. It was a little... <laughs> Neatly wrapped. Yeah.
1: You know, and I also felt, too, just like they had a lot of uh, storylines going with a lot of characters. But it just it didn't feel it, all the different storylines didn't make it feel rich and diverse. It just made it feel superfluous. Like William's storyline didn't add anything. Bernard's storyline didn't add anything. Charlotte's was thin. Maeve's didn't make any sense the whole time. We no. talked about this the whole time. Like, why would Maeve not have just joined Dolores?
0: <laughs> like, well, and especially, so here's the thing that really irritates me is about this, is Maeve believes through this whole, in addition to being extorted by Sirach, mm-hmm. Maeve believes this whole time that Dolores wants to go to war with humanity and bring back the host from the Valley Beyond to do that. So she ostensibly, her problem with Dolores is like, you're not going to use all of our kind as pawns in your little war against the humans, including my daughter and those that made it. You know, to the valley beyond or whatever, here's the part that I can sort of understand, whether I agree with it or not. I understand that, you know, she this whole time believes and and it's because during season two, like that was very much Dolores's plan. And that's the last time Maeve saw Dolores. (laughs) was during season two Dolores is all like murdering everybody and Dolores and Maeve barely spoken at all during season one and season two and they briefly run into each other in season two I remember this scene Dolores going like I'm gonna kill all these motherfuckers you need to join me and Maeve's like yeah good for you if you're fighting for freedom you're gonna leave me free to go do what I want to do and find my daughter Mm. and so Anyway, I think Maeve still this whole time believes that Dolores is going to destroy all the humans and use all the other hosts as sacrificial pawns as need be in her war against the humans. Turns out, this has not been Dolores' plan the entirety of Season 3. Why she doesn't fucking tell Maeve this, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. maybe it's Or Bernard, because- for that matter.
1: Okay Bernard, I, I I wondered the same thing at first, but then I was like, but she has to she has to keep her distance from him otherwise people might figure out that he holds the key.
0: Well, I'm not saying that to but she does not have to take him with her. yeah. You know, it could be like, Bernard, chill out and keep this key safe. And instead she turns Bernard loose in the world with, by the way, the whole world chasing his ass because they think <laughs> he's responsible for the robot. Like that seems like a huge risk. Oh yeah. And this whole time Maeve is chasing her ass and is very dangerous to her and damn near kills her. And then once she like, Maeve hears her out, Maeve's like, oh, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. And I'm like, you could have had Maeve on your side. Right. A long and the time one ago,
1: who was supposed to be on her side the whole time, apparently somehow she managed to alienate anyway. Like she pissed Charlotte off. Right. Not great at relationship management. No. That, like, yeah, that never, like. Because she just spent the whole season sucking up to fucking Caleb. Who, like, just... Also, 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 another problem that I have with this show is that there are so many kick-ass lady characters, and fucking Caleb had to be the savior of humanity. Yeah, right. Some, like, sad-ass white guy. Like, Come on, guys! Just, like...
0: I'm only gonna buy it as Dolores had to have a dupe. That's the <laughs> only way I could justify it to myself. But I'm just like... No, you chose this dude cuz he didn't rape you. Mm. And now uh, whatever. I still I still like the meta ideas that the show deals with. Like I like the whole idea yeah. of like you know, I think seasons 1 and 2 was like, you know, at what point does AI become conscious and, you know, can they be said to be human and have souls and blah 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 and and this year is almost like, you know, that was like how are robots like humans. This year was almost like are humans becoming too robotic and surrendering yeah. themselves to algorithms and things like that. Yeah. And on the meta level, I really liked that. But man, the execution. Yeah. Yikes. I
1: just feel like they should have spent more time doing storyboarding or something.
0: Yeah. Well, because, okay, so here's the other thing. Just I, Speaking of sloppy writing, and I said I was going to bring this up about the riots. Apparently... Because I don't know if you noticed this. Throughout the season, the rioters are like drawing pictures of the maze from season one, which is something in the park. Yeah. All right. So I read an interview that John Nolan, the one of the two showrunners, did. And apparently Dolores has been using Rico to control the riots the whole time. What? And we were supposed to figure that out at the end, saying, "Oh, Dolores used Rico, and all these people are, you know, to control some of the writers, and and some of the writers draw the maze." So we were supposed to be doing that. And yeah, no, apparently, and apparently, Dolores is the one that drew Caleb to her in the beginning by summoning him to.
1: Well, but then isn't <laughs> she just doing the same thing that she like accused? The AI of doing and all the humans of doing was just uh, like yeah. No. I
0: mean, I guess he could have chosen to say no, but, but apparently we were supposed to figure this out, and then he was like, "Yeah, it was kind of supposed to be clear with like her using Rico in the last episode in the maze," and I'm like, "No, it was not. <laughs> nah. I mean, that makes things make a little bit more sense, even if it's kind of out there, but I'm like, how the hell were we supposed to figure that out? Yeah, no."
1: No, I couldn't even figure out, like, literally what was going on sometimes with, like, the, <sighs> you know, especially in the last episode, like, b- um, Dolores just, like, starts yelling and, like, electrocutes Rehoboam.
0: No, and okay, electro- so that's, okay. that's the other part, is if you watch at the end, and again, I had to read up to confirm this, so it wasn't even clear for me watching, but you and i watched it together then i read up on this then i watched it again uh-huh. so at the very end of episode seven before dolores triggers the electromagnetic pulse that knocks her and Maeve mm-hmm. out she like stares at Rahobo or not rehobe solomon for a second and her eyes kind of take that like glossy blue quality that happens when the hosts are interacting with other computers. Like mm. when, like what happens when she sees the Charlotte holograms, mm. which also what the fuck? But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, she's looking at him and apparently she uploaded to her own mind solomon's access code to rehoboam okay so when she's in her screaming death knell the last memory she uploads to rehoboam before she's effectively wiped out i guess she's not really she's about as dead as a host could be yeah um but is the access code to solomon's memory which then allows caleb to control rehoboam Okay, great. Got it. Which makes... I don't know how the hell that gives Caleb control of Rehoboam. But basically, in her dying thing, she uploaded that, used it to transfer control of Rehoboam from Serac to Caleb, which is why Serac was no longer able to control Maeve, (laughs) because Caleb had taken over the computer at that point.
1: Okay, that was the other thing that I was worried about, too, was, like, if Maeve just had this power to, like, Overpower his magical button. Why didn't she
0: do that before? But I Seth's no, I tried to, that's what I thought too. Because I was like, what the hell? But then, not that this explanation is much better.
1: It's not. Yeah. Well, it's not even like. <laughs> I think the problem with it is like. Well, I think one problem with it is like, how are we supposed to know just from like, a half a second of, Dolores's eyes turning blue? Yeah. In one episode you know, all that stuff that you just explained to me.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of detailed information. Well, I d- I did know that she had given Rehoboam access, given control of Rehoboam to Caleb, because Maeve was able to figure that out and explained it at the end of episode eight. Um, so that part I knew, but I was like, how?
1: Yeah, there was just a lot of like, oh, the robots have a lot of special powers now in the last five minutes of the last episode. Yeah. Which is
0: also bad. Which well, is right? irritating because season one did such a great job of building up like it wasn't just like snap of fingers and all of a sudden they're like, ooh, conscious and mm-hmm. no, whatever. Like it was a very long drawn out process that only a few of them went through. And that's why like I thought I was like, okay, I can buy this. And then at the end of this one, it's like <laughs> no <nope>. know. <gasps> ah. Making things is hard. <sighs> I'm I know, I do appreciate sports. it. I am too. I'm I'm hoping it'll be a little bit streamlined. Yeah. Because, I mean, the biggest problem with season one and season two, is, or not season one and season two, season two and three, there's just a lot going on. Yeah.
1: Which I here, think, like, you know. You, you know, season one had a lot of characters and a lot of stories, but I think you could sort of, you know, not every episode... Was, like, a big narrative story. Like, some episodes were just, like, fun in the park episodes.
0: Well, and everybody was tying in still. Like, yeah, there's all these characters. But, I mean, in season one, like, ultimately, Ford Bernard, Maeve, Dolores, William are all part of... They're all kind of forward-moving to the same point. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, they're just kind of, like going this way and this way and this way and then oh we I mean they just didn't they didn't need this many I think they felt like they have to give all of their characters their own storyline and it's like not really you did it in season one without making this big of a deal out of it
1: and we also killed off more people in season one like
0: yeah Maybe well, I mean more I, more I do you think sure Dolores is done. like Dolores Prime is dead? I mean I do. I do. I do like, not think don't. that
1: we will see Evan Rachel Wood in season four.
0: I don't either. If we do, it's gonna be like as somebody else. Yeah.
1: I mean there are other
0: mm-hmm. there are still other like Dolores copies. You're right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be mad if they try and bring, I get pissed off at shows that like kill off main characters and then invent some backdoor ass reason to bring them back. No, like if you're going to do not, it, do it.
1: It's not. And it's not even just that like we saw Dolores die, but to me it also just feels very much like her story is over. Like, I agree. She did what like, she came to do like, as much as I, her and bring her back.
0: And as much as I complain about the nitty gritty of how we got there, I actually thought it was a good arc for her character. Yeah, and I thought her quote unquote death scene was actually really well done. Yeah, so I was like, this feels complete. This feels good. It was emotional. Don't just, just erase it by like, oh yeah, really? There was an extra extra backup memory hidden in her asshole. Like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Um, and I love Evan Rachel Wood. She's great. Yeah, but she should not, unless it's like, as a nice little flashback scene. Should not be back. Right. She can have a cameo, but, like, we don't need her to be a main. Which is kid. unfortunate. I'm just like, oh, so that means, like, so I'm guessing for season four, your main peeps are going to be Caleb whatever. Mm-hmm. That, Like, the, I mean, I think he's fine. Like, the actor was, like, Aaron Paul did a good job. Like, that was fine. I just don't really want him to be a big driving character in the next season, but I think he will be. Yeah. Um, He's just so thinly sketched as a character. Mm -hmm. Um, Maeve, who I really loved in seasons one and two and this year, like, I just think they did her a huge disservice up until the very end. So if they can bring her back to how she was before, I'm great with her being a major player in season four. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she was badass in season one and two. And then this year she was just kind of like this thinly... You know, and I I, I still like I I enjoyed I enjoyed her dialogue. I like her dialogue a lot, even this year. But it's like, holy shit. You know, they built her up as this real strong, powerful badass. And then this year she's just this like thinly extorted flunky to this guy. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. If they bring her back to like Maeve as she was before, I'm cool with her being a big player next time. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: season four is mostly about Maeve and Bernard. Like, I'll be super happy.
0: Yeah, Bernard and then whatever Charlotte's doing. Oh, right. She's clearly really fucking pissed off. I mean, it seems like they're almost setting it up for, like, Maeve, Caleb, Bernard versus, like, Charlotte and Robot William.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Except I just, I don't understand what Charlotte is supposed to be. Like, with Dolores gone, what is Charlotte going to do?
0: I don't know if Dolores is so. Nah. I'm not Dolores, sorry. I almost wonder if Charlotte, because Dolores, when she, so at the time the Dolores pearls are all leaving the park, so the four Dolores personalities are leaving the park at the end of season two. Hmm. They're the same Dolores, all have the same experiences, same memories. And then obviously we talked about they obviously deviate as they're living different lives in season three. They kind of take on their own person. Each takes on their own unique personality. I think Dolores prime when she left the park at the end of season two was still on this revenge mission. And then at some point had changed her mind. Whereas I think Charlotte Dolores might still have those like revenge kill inclinations Mm. based on her experience.
1: Mm.
0: So so I think, like, the sort of Wyatt revenge killer, like, most aggressive version of Dolores is is, might be what's in Charlotte.
1: Mm.
0: And the Dolores Prime... She never changed her mind like Dolores Prime did.
1: So the main drama is still going to be, like, robots versus humans.
0: Yeah, um, because she's literally... She's literally building a robot army in the fucking basement. (laughs) True, true. I mean, she's building a robot army, and she also had you know, in one of her little speeches in the finale when she was arguing with Dolores Prime was basically like, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm I'm glad that my human family died. Like, they're a weakness. I need to shed this weakness. So she's like, Boom. you know, the hard-ass Terminator Dolores. Oh, God. So, I know, you know, oh, cool. I, I got the sense, yeah. Which is actually almost closer to the concept of the original Westworld movie. Yeah.
1: Which was basically,
0: they're like the robots go bad and kill all the people. Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. And also the original man in black in the Westworld movie was like always a robot. And it was just this sick killer robot that fucking <laughs> killed everybody. So like the robot. William we see at the very, at the, in the post credit scene is actually the closest they've ever gotten yeah. to the movie version. Yeah. yeah. Cause the movie version from what I've seen and what I've read about it is a lot more like straight up Jurassic park.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> like
0: theme park gone bad humans fucked.
1: Yeah. Well that's what I think the real innovation of the Westworld TV show was, was, you know, it's not just a like sci-fi horror story of like, ah, the robots. Right. It's this nuanced take on.
0: Yeah. So Her- I, I hope Her- they're Her- not going to lose that nuance. But, like, man, it really seems set up for, yeah. I don't know. Unless they bring back the host from the Valley Beyond and they saw, I'll start debating one another, like, how should we treat the humans?
1: You know, another thing that feels different about the Season 3 versus Seasons 1 and 2 is, like, Seasons 1 and 2 f- felt like they had more of a literary quality, like, especially Season 1. Yeah. Which, um you know, Anthony Hopkins speeches and he's always quoting like Shakespeare and stuff.
0: Um, Being Anthony Hopkins, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, and then season two even has these, like, you know, it has a lot of these like vignettes. uh,
0: Oh yeah. I thought the best, I thought the best episode of season two was the one about the ghost nation guy. Right,
1: yeah. But Which really didn't have a like, damn
0: thing to do with the story, but it was no, great. It was
1: a beautiful episode. Season was 3 doesn't gorgeous. have any of that.
0: Season 3 is a lot more action, exactly. like sci-fi action. Yeah.
1: So I hope that in Season 4 we can get back to more of that side of Seasons 1 and 2. I, I hope I so.
0: I, I did that? I did too. And honestly,
1: right scenes.
0: that's really why I kind of, I thought one of the best scenes this year was the Dolores sort of death conversation with Maeve because that very much had that quality of like those seasons one and two of like really good dialogue and ideas being exchanged and, you know, profound stuff that like the rest of the year I was like, I didn't, that was one of the only times I saw that the whole season. Right. Yeah. I did appreciate that it was at least tighter than season two. Yeah. I think season two tried so hard to be like, Ooh, what timeline are you really in? Is this right. really real? Blah, blah, blah. Right.
1: Um, well, because something we they had, didn't
0: do so much of that.
1: Right. We had not mentioned in our recap of season one that the big sort of reveal was that they were, they were telling these different parallel stories that then sort of merged into one.
0: Yeah. So like this whole time you think, timelines. well, it it's yeah, sort of, but sort of, Almost the opposite. That this whole time you think you're watching one linear series of events and then at the end you realize that you've been watching two different stories, two different timelines, that then kind of converge at the end. Yeah. But this whole so, time you think, oh, this character's here and this character's here, and it's like, no, actually part of what you were watching had taken like place 25 years in the past.
1: Right. So I think when they went into season two, they felt some need to carry that forward and like do more unconventional things in terms of timeline. And we're completely um, overbearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause then it just became like a season one, it served a narrative purpose. It was very interesting. It was a big twist, but it was a twist with a point um, yeah. and a twist that fit in with what they were trying to do. Um, Cause I think a lot of Dolores becoming conscious in season two, one was being able to realize like memories have memories and remember things. And that's Mm -hmm. so like that all. Yeah. And then season two, they're like, let's have like eight different timelines and you don't know which one you're in at any given time. And it was like, shit, just (laughs)
1: like,
0: then it became like a gimmick. Like they were doing it just to do it. Right. And people got mad. Then I think they like overcompensated this year and was like, we're just going to tell this really straightforward action it was, yeah, very straightforward. And it was, like, very... I mean, there was, like, a fight scene in, like, every episode, almost. Yeah, it was...
1: Well, and there were just... There were so many episodes, too, where just, like, the bulk of it was, like, just running around with guns and stuff, and I was just, yeah. like, it's so boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Even, like, the... Like, I thought a lot of the fight scenes in season... Or in the last one, like... You know, I was just like, I don't even feel a lot of urgency to this because it's like halfway through, you know, I know Dolores isn't going to die like to random goon squad 25 minutes in. Right. You know, yeah, so there's no ooh, she's going to kick their ass, which was cool the first couple of times. But now we've just, right. You know, like I can only watch so much of like, oh, Dolores is a super badass. Like, okay. <laughs> right. It's cool. We got it. But it's not that cool. No. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I hope they go back to some of the more... Like, this just seemed a lot more action-driven than mm-hmm. idea-driven. I still think the meta-narrative, which I did, I do like the ideas they're exploring, I just wish they spent more time doing it instead of, like, watch yeah. this sweet-ass sniper drone or whatever. Like, I don't give a right. shit. Right. Agree. Agree. I mean, now that I think about it, I think there was a fight scene in every episode. Yeah yeah and I mean I the, it looked nice like the production values on the show's HBO continue to be very high like it's a nice looking show it's still a well acted show mm-hmm. the writing needs some help yeah but
1: still I mean only because the bar is set very high
0: yeah I mean they, they set the bar high for themselves in season one right yeah and I, I almost think they're just like overcompensating a lot yeah Like, they said, oh, we did, in season two, they're like, we did this cool thing for season one, let's double down on it. Mm -hmm. And it got so confusing, and then they overcompensated this year by kind of Mm -hmm. substituting some of the ideas for, like, you know, just action sets and crap. Mm -hmm.
1: But I think they have an opportunity to play a little bit more with time in the fourth season. I mean, in the little snippet that we got, of what's going to happen to Bernard. He has apparently been sitting in this motel room for some time. Right. There's the question of like, you know, how does time pass in the Valley beyond and what has been going on with all the characters there? If we're going to come back to some of those people.
0: Well, Um, I wonder if we're going to end up going in there too. Yeah. Like if part of it's going to take place in the Valley beyond. Perhaps. And then what what does that place look like? (laughs) Is this still going to be the big mountain and pretty grass? I don't know. Because I I was actually joking around with uh, my brother that, you know, (laughs) they show uh, in season two the, the valley beyond the robot heaven being this, like, wide open mountainous valley with grass and it's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But we're like, wouldn't they get pretty fucking bored?
1: Oh, well, yeah, but like we need to that, spend eternity in a field. Like. Isn't that sort of the complaint, you know, of heaven in general? It's like, you know, no matter I don't know. Whatever, your, whatever your conception of heaven is, like the greatest thing, wouldn't you get bored out of it
0: after eternity, I don't know. That's why you shouldn't ever show heaven on TV. Because <laughs> the, only, the only way to get around that is just to be like, it's so good your little pea brain can't fathom it. <laughs> Uh, it's funny though that you say that Because I actually I was such a shit in middle school But I'm shit now What are we talking about But I, I specifically remember Having a conversation With this girl in middle school Who was like a friend of mine And not anymore Just we, I haven't seen her in a long time But we were talking And she was like Oh yeah, I don't believe I'm gonna be like reunited with my friends and family in heaven. Like, it's great because you just spend the whole time just like worshiping God. And I'm like, that sounds boring. Ew, <laughs> it's like church forever. <laughs> Gross, which is like terrible. I'm sure I'm going straight to hell. But uh, I just, you know, I was 12 and I was like, so you were basically in church forever. <laughs> Uh, It's not my idea of heaven. I don't know. I don't don't know, man.
1: I have had enough of Westworld.
0: Okay. Well, I think it's probably at this rate going to be like two or three years before it comes back. So So we'll get a good break. Like the first season aired during the Obama administration. Oh my
1: God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can't. So, approximately 300 years ago. Oh, God. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's going to be like 2022 or 23 by the time season four rolls around.
1: Heck, maybe we'll all be living in our own post-apocalyptic
0: world. Oh, God, I hope not. Well, then we might not get season four ever. But it was really funny because I saw an interview that Tandy Newton, who plays Maeve, and she was like, yeah, I'm getting a little worried because the robots aren't supposed to age. But if we keep waiting, like, three years between seasons, I'm going to look older.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was like, that's a good point. We got real good computers to fix that now, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I'm sure. But she was just like, yeah, like, I, you know... I'm supposed to look like I haven't aged since 10 years ago. (laughs) Oh, no, that's so long ago. Well, yeah, I mean, right now, God, it'll be like six or seven years, though, between seasons one and four, because apparently they haven't even started writing it yet. (laughs) Wow. We should uh,
1: send them a recording of this so that they can take note of all our concerns.
0: I'm sure probably a lot of the (laughs) fandom is out there (laughs) saying the same thing. (laughs) like go back to the quality of season one just
1: rewatch season one over and over again until it infiltrates your dreams
0: just make it like oh jk this was all a crazy ass dream that the mave robot had in the park and we're actually still in westworld oh that would be nuts. anthony hopkins is alive <laughs> anthony hopkins might not be alive by the time they make the next season. oh my
1: god
0: love you anthony but, uh, uh, all right. Well,
1: looking forward to it, even okay. though it's far off.
0: Uh, that's our grandiose Westworld. We do love this show. It gives us so much to talk about. But it does. Yeah. That's uh that's Spilt Milk's opinion on Westworld. I would say okay. in a nutshell, but we've been talking a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, like we have stuck with Westworld. Okay, I'm going to turn it off. All right.